these are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's record? Because he's 24! Just smoke blunts and swig 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then for it, and we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, a DMV? It is episode 115 of Chirpin' DMV, and this is our second to last one of the season now, as the Caps have been officially fucking dummied out of the playoffs again. <laughs> so we'll get we'll get to that. We'll keep this episode rather short. Here's what we'll do. Um, we'll just kind of talk about the series briefly in this one. Uh, we've got an interview with Gilad and Dan, two guys that directed the Z Made for This uh, documentary. It's on Peacock. It's streaming now. They start, what was it, AB back when they went on that cup run uh, against St. Louis, and they go all the way up to when he gets taken to the Capitals, and it's just a cool behind-the-scenes documentary uh, following Z around before we get to all that and say what's up to the boys. Ben, what's going on, baby? Uh, not a whole lot's going on anymore because, like you said, the <laughs> Capitals got on. dummied. I have nothing to care about anymore. Uh, I was home this weekend. I watched it in front of, like, my family, and they were all just, like, staring at me the whole time. And So now I'm just going to be depressed drinking instead of celebrating – instead of happy drinking, not celebrating drinking because there's nothing to celebrate. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, B, what's going on, baby? I know you had a great weekend. I was gonna say I was with you all weekend, babe. So. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they be watching the Caps lose together. I, uh, yeah, I was hearing a little bit of that every weekend. I'm curious to hear more, actually. Yeah, good stuff. So we go down to Savannah. We we go to Savannah or Tybee Island down in Georgia for a bachelor party, our buddy's bachelor party. And maybe what, what time did you get? He got married like a year and a half ago. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it congrats, him. Like, like a makeup type thing. And when did you get there? Probably around six or seven on Friday, maybe eight o'clock. Yeah, I got there at 7 o'clock. I picked up her from the airport and then uh, rolled over to the house. Um, and then you, I guess you Ubered. Like, he was, Billman was supposed to get picked up, but his plane landed really fucking So, so Slick Mitz was going to pick me up at, like, 9.30 yeah. uh, on his way down. But my plane landed at, like, 8.15. I was like, Fuck. So they're like, hey, just Uber to the bar we're at. And it was like a 45-minute Uber ride. So I'm like, cool, hell yeah. I just I taxi down to the bar. I, I walk into the bar with like my suitcase and all this shit. Oh, my backpack. Okay. <laughs> this bar is packed too. Like this, it was packed. like a- no rules in Georgia. Yeah. None. No masks or anything. Nothing. No. Nuts to butts at these bars, dude. Nothing. I mean, this bar, this wow. bar was pretty was like like popping off. I was like, man, this yeah. is kind of tight. And then all of a sudden you just see Billman walking in with all of his luggage, like and just, just like it's like it's like squeezing through people with my luggage dude because like, there's just so many people in there that's like the grittiest needs to party thing i've ever heard in my life just yeah. ubering to the bar with these suitcase so i immediately just like i get there i'm fired up i haven't seen some of those guys in like two three years yeah. and i was like all right i ordered like 30 bombs pretty much i was just like every, <laughs> everybody got, yeah, like, got there and he was like like he, li- he literally sat down and the waitress comes over and he's like okay we're gonna need eight coronas and eight bombs and then it took forever. And then the next the next night came, he was like, get 14 more bombs as well. And then we were just like, oh, God, here we go. And then tequila came. And then, yeah, yeah, we were having a good time hitting on chicks and yeah. enjoying an actual bar atmosphere. And then I lost my fucking wallet for the entire weekend and then found it at 430 this morning, getting on the plane at yeah. the airport. Insane. Insane. Because I, I, I was wasted. I paid the tab at the bar. Could not find the wallet anywhere. We tore the house <laughs> apart. We went to the bar three times. We called him. We checked the parking lot. And I get that we get to airport. AB drops me off at the airport at like 5 a.m. And I go to grab the handle of my suitcase to pull the thing up so I can wheel it. And it's just like 
falls out and i'm just like you're fucking kidding it was so in like, between the handle and jammed the, it in the handle thinking you're yeah. all smart like this isn't going anywhere <laughs> yeah you didn't lose it, it didn't i didn't lose it <laughs> but i canceled all my cards and stuff dude i was kind of in a shitty mood saturday morning we were fishing so i threw about 15 bud lights back and we were good to go but yeah <laughs> kind of kind of interesting so before okay. we let's well we met we also met a girl from nova scotia yeah that was Man. wild yeah, she was just at the bar in Georgia with us. She's like, yeah, I'm from Nova Scotia. We're just like, yeah, we, what? yeah, we were like, watching. Well, our, our buddy Scott had his pen shirt on. Um, yeah, right. She's like, yeah. you know where Sidney Crosby's from? We're like, I mean, obviously. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from there. Yeah, I'm from there. We're like, yeah, we know. And then we were like, she allowed to be there. You're the girlfriend she went again, eh? She's like, yeah. Got that from she again. And then there was a guy that worked at the bar there, I guess. They had ring toss at the bar. Ooh, fun game. Yeah, so have you ever seen the movie Rain Man? I haven't, but I know of it. Okay, so yeah, so this guy is basically like the Rain Man of Ring Toss, and he was just like, like he's a guy that like cuts the pizzas. That's about all he does. But super nice guy, but he just loves playing the Ring Toss there, and he just sits there and does like trick shots <laughs> he all day. And make, for the ring toss. He, he makes like every single one, man. And so I I challenge him in front of the whole bar for twenty bucks to whoever can make the most out of five. And he does. He went first, made four or five. I went up, made my first one. The bar went nuts, and I missed all four after that. I feel like he's just like he works there, and every night it's like, "Hey, I'll close up." He just like practices ring toss. <laughs> can you make me? Can you make me keys? That's yeah, awesome what he does, honestly. Uh, like, yeah, so that was, that was that was a good time. Yeah, I'm so, glad you guys had some fun when before you couldn't have fun anymore. Yeah, we. Had, I was gonna say we, we only had uh, a good time. We only did one live show this time. We only had time to do one fucking live, <laughs> two live shows. I think, yeah. Yeah, five games. Again, we did a live show last year. It got dusted in five to the aisles. Is it our fault? Is that the reverse chirping bump? We help everybody but ourselves. <laughs> These live shows. But Maybe we should just stop everything. Honestly, our content's better when the caps suck. It's, I think we're a lot funnier when yeah. we just roast the living shit out of them. That's yeah, good. that's true. And we'll do so. We're headed, we're headed there. Yeah, we're headed there. So next next week, we'll do the we'll, – we'll probably – it's going to be no interview next week. It's probably going to be us three and the Bobcat. Uh, and yeah, we're just going to pick this team to complete shreds. I think next week, nice. uh, we'll let it all out after we, I'm, I'm, I'm really just going to pick one player to shreds, but okay. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Fair enough. So should we get rid of Koozie now or wait a week? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, let's talk about a couple random things here first. Did you, well, t- I mean, TJ Yoshi thanking the fans. A lot of people are kind of, we'll talk about this next week too, but hopefully he's still here. I mean, Osh babe coming back. I, we need to protect him. At all yeah, costs. I, I think you protect I TJ. I didn't um, think but so yeah. at the start of the year, but now I do. This is um this is uh this is a third. So we win the cup in 18. And you know, the year after that, it's Carolina, the double OT game seven loss, and then it's Isles and five, Bruins and five. So since the cup, we've won five playoff games. I also just want to say that despite like how bad they've been the last two years, that game seven double overtime was the worst period of hockey I've ever seen a hockey team play. It was very, very bad. Like, very, they, very they, bad. Were, they were literally just like walking around. <laughs> like they didn't have skates on. But yeah, let's talk. I mean, effort level, in my opinion, not there. All playoffs. None. No. Um, it was OV had like fucking like four minutes of hard play, I thought, in the game four when we were down like three to one or four to one late. Um, I think the desperation level came out in him a little bit there. And I was like, all right, sweet. If he can just take this into the next game and then the game after that, and then the game after that, maybe this team will fight for him, but it, it just, it just wasn't there at all. I mean, he's there. We're old. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like when he yelled at Sam Sonov or whoever yelled at, I thought like this might light a fire into them. And the next game was like their worst game. It's like, game. like mad. Yeah. That it put you like you see the shots and we outshoot them like forty two to eighteen. And but game their five shots here, are so just, they, low they, danger. Like it's, yeah, they are. They're it's not nothing high danger. It's nothing high pressure. It's just yeah. like pucks on net and hope for the yeah, best. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And Ryan, Ryan Whitney says the best in spitting chicklets after game two. Bruins fans have to be feeling so good because they should not. They should be down 0-2 in the series, yeah. and like it, 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 it really did switch right there. If we won Game Two, who knows what's going on right now? Yeah, exactly. You honestly don't. I mean, the first three games were a bounce away from being up three 0 Yeah, yeah, they were, we're, they were away Justin from being Schultz up. away from being yeah. up three. Yeah, nothing. honestly, game. I mean, Game yeah. Three. Yeah, Game Three. Even like I, I don't think we played well in Game Three, but I mean. No. But yeah, but it went to double overtime. Yeah, it went to double overtime. So yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Let's, yeah, let's talk. Um, let's talk. Let's talk goalies here. I mean, it's tough when you start your first three games of a series with three different goalies. Um, a oh, lot of people on good. Twitter. A lot of people on Twitter are saying we should trade Samson Olin. To those people, I say you are very dumb. You, your Twitter should be deactivated. You Go to people. hell. Hey, how about the guy that you beefed with on Twitter having just the worst interaction I've ever seen someone have? Mid-live show, just like, all right, like I don't usually ch- sewer people on Twitter on from the Chirpin account unless you're really dumb and deserve it. And he was just it's, like, he tweeted at us something saying like, it. yeah, like blaming Samson. I was like, that's pretty dumb, dude. And I was like, well, I'm not the one sitting here saying trade Samson after we played a great game. He's like, neither am I. Did you get something lost in translation? So I screenshotted the tweet where he said trade Samson off 40 minutes prior and sent it to him. And he goes, oh, well, yeah, it's good for you. You found a tweet I said out of anger. I was like, well, yeah, clearly yeah. meant to get done. I like how he kept <laughs> saying that. He's like, you're cherry picking tweets out of anger. It's like yes. it literally just goes against exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like I thought Sam Sonoff was fantastic, and I'm very excited for him the rest of the rest of the way. I here. thought he was fantastic considering how little he played. I but will the say goals that five, were let in were not. Yeah. I will say game fives were kind of. I think Bergeron's first one that kind of goes off the bottom of his blocker oh, and that in. was bad. That was yeah, yeah that Again, was a tough one. Unreal shot, obviously, but you gotta stop those. Like Rask was stopping those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Game game five was game five was kind of rough, but um, I don't know. I thought he played fine. I mean, it didn't matter how good Sam played. Great, play. yeah, yeah. It didn't but, matter. I don't think yeah, they're only putting up like one goal a game, anyways. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it, it. It didn't matter how well he played. Like it's it, the team was bad. Backstrom was bad. Backstrom yeah, was not. Good. Let me ask you guys this. So, give me your top three players in the series and worst three players. Cool. All right, we top. can collectively think about this. I yeah. think a top three, you put top three. I think you put Orlov in there. Yeah, I was, I was gonna put Orlov in there. You definitely Orlov. put Orlov in there. Hathaway. Um, yeah, I might go Hathaway, Orlov, played great. Hathaway and then like Dowd Samsonov right in that three but, or four. But Dowd made some like Dowd's penalty on McAvoy in the game. True. That game was three a, that, that blew to two one game. That that's was a, a tough penalty. one. I did forget about that one. Still played really good though. That's a problem. Because like that I fourth know, line that, that, the fourth line just played well. So let's go fourth line. Let's go, <laughs> Dimitri Orlov and Sammy. Maybe yeah. him or Jensen. Him or Jensen. I thought Jensen played well too. Jensen ate so many pucks; it was disgusting. I he mean, did. I thought. Our, I mean, other than Carlson, I mean, I, I know we're we're Carlson stands and Dylan stands, but other than Carlson, I thought our most of our defense played well. Schultz played pretty bad, actually. Schultz. Schultz yeah. wasn't great. Yeah. Schultz uh-huh. wasn't great. But I thought Jensen yeah, like, fine. I thought Char played fine. He looked a little slow, but I, I still think he played fine. I think Carlson has to be super banged up. He was not him. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen the injury tweets yet or anything, right? I only saw that Ovechkin's not going to the Worlds due to an injury. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Carlson's definitely 
super hurt. So I think he's hurt. Think Backstrom's got to be hurt because Backstrom was god fucking awful. Let me see if I can pull his stats up here. Yeah, like for being the most consistent forward all year, he was nowhere like, to be found. The best forward all year on this goddamn team, and just nothing, nothing. Kuzi also nothing. <laughs> yeah, Kuzi's a big nothing. Yeah, um, I mean it's. Kind of, I mean, I I came I came to terms with it after the like we went down three one in the series. I was like, yeah, all right. So did I, yeah. Like the second, yeah, we were not, we weren't ripping three off. Three when they went off. down like four one or whatever in game four, it's like okay, like that's done. Yeah, Backstrom didn't do. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look here, but so, come like, on, man, do something for us. I'm like, who's he terrible? Yeah, it's. I mean, it sucks, but I'm like actually not that disappointed. Well, yeah, it's like I was ready for it. It's like the Islanders series. It's like you're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess that's the thing about losing in the first round. It's like, all right, well, they suck. But, like, I've also thought about that. I think if the Capitals ever go back to like the third round, like, and they lose, I don't know what I'll do with myself. Well, what is, what is more, like, what is more depressing? Like, this whole fucking, you know, the 10 years leading up, or it's just second round exit after second round exit. And then we got our cup. But, like, ever since the cup, it's just first round exit, first round exit, first round exit. And, like, embarrassingly. Exit in five and five double OT. Whatever when I whatever I said, I think it was in our last podcast. But when I said like this team just doesn't have urgency, like it's just like a glaring hole in the team is they're never urgent. Like they just are so. I mean, take away that cup. Is this the like most disappointing playoff team in any sport (laughs) like ever? Like, come on. (laughs) I mean, the modern Maple Leafs are also up there. That's true. Right. Yeah. So the Maple Leafs are getting all this shit for not being good in the playoffs right now, but like. I mean, they'd scored while we're talking about them. Okay, there you go. They, I was <laughs> gonna say, they still have, they still have another ten years to actually do. So. Like it took OV fucking fourteen years. So like to, Toronto yeah. very much be the same way. And Toronto, Toronto wins their cup in ten years, and it's like, oh shit, they figured it out. Like now they can win all the time. Yeah, no. very not true about the Caps. I because once everyone, that's also what everyone said, right? Like they're like, all right, OV, they they finally did it. They finally like broke through. Maybe now's the time where they break off like two or three cups, and it's like, nope, haven't even. Come no, up. no. I actually I saw an unreal tweet from an account that I usually don't like. It's called Rock the Red. I'm gonna use their name, but um, he said like, like unpopular opinion, but like those uh, Blackhawks and like Kings and Penguins cups are like anomalies in like the modern hockey game. Like you don't rat- rattle off cups like that anymore, and we should be like pretty happy that we got one. In over makes like sense lifetime. until you and until you like it. probably watch Tampa win another one this year and you're like oh, well if yeah. that happens yeah then I'm gonna <laughs> completely go back on my word there <laughs> yeah I mean I mean if you look back if you look at all the teams right now I mean you got to think Tampa and Colorado are the top teams right yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'd say they've looked the best yeah Colorado just fucking putting a beating down on St Louis like literally. And physically, like Grubauer is <laughs> f- trying to fight Bennington, and then Grubauer posted an Instagram after yeah, the series, pretty much talking him. shit to Bennington. Bennington just punching the wall back in St. Louis. Yeah. Oilers about to get swept. So, oh my um, god, did you watch that game yesterday? Yeah, we did watch the game it was yesterday. Wild. It was yeah, up four one and two fun cities up. too. Two fun cities. <laughs> Jeez Louise, God, that feel bad for Conor McDavid. All right, what are we trading to the Oilers for Conor McDavid? Kuzi. Um, at least three guys, right? I would honestly trade every single not Ferrari. Everyone but Ovechkin. I would I would trade. I would I would trade Backstrom, Kuzi. Kuzi well, Backstrom. You get rid of Backstrom, for Connor McDavid. Or Connor I don't McDavid. care if you're getting McDavid. You're dead to <laughs> get rid of Backstrom. Yeah. 
I which is be- our first our first line is McDavid, Ovi, Tom Wilson. You know I mean, what I was? <laughs> what about Jack Eichel? Right, right. Like, let's go. Jack I actually Eichel. saw his like the Capitals' name, and like there was like ten teams, but like their name was actually mentioned. I was surprised by that because I don't know what they're going to give. I up. think the Koozie rumors are kind of getting toward. Well, a lot of people keep saying Columbus, but I don't. I don't want him back. I don't, I don't want, want anything. I'll, say, from I'll, there. I'll, 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 I'll straight up yeah. say it, man. I'm I'm kind of over him. I mean, yeah. we were talking about it in Slack today. I mean, Noah's right, and you're right when you say he's got that raw talent, but we haven't seen that raw talent since 2018. That's the problem. Like, his potential – well, like, I wouldn't call it potentially more because he's, like, 30. I don't know how old yeah, he is. Yeah, he's been but here like, long enough. But right? just, like, his like his his talent level is so high that when it comes out, it's, like, elite, but it's just, like, he chooses to not – But I don't want to hang on to him for 8 mil and just hope he has one more elite season. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, I was never on board with trading him until, like, now I'm kind of thinking yeah. about it. I was I'm the same way uh, after that, this playoff series. I was like, you know what? I mean, he just hasn't really done anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I I'm I'm all I'm all about trading him, honestly. Like, I just I just want to see the rumors. Like, uh, we're hearing like these two pieces could be moved for Koozie. It's like, oh shit, that'd be tight. Like, I don't I mean I don't know. That's, I want something that makes what me realize. Just, about just don't like, talk Whoa. to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, we're done with them. We did enough yeah, deals. Don't with talk them. to Detroit. Well, how do you, how do we think at? Anthony Manta did these playoffs with the Cavs? First playoffs. I didn't mind him at all. I thought he I didn't mind him at all. Snake bitten generated a lot of chances. I think he led the team in shots in at least yeah. two of the two or three yeah, of the games. That guy had so many scoring chances, but Rask was on it. The expected goals. I think he he led the team in expected goals. One of the your favorite, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Uh, we uh, also have to deal with the OV contract signing. Well, I, I'm I'm catching up to what's going on there. I think uh, they're they're just going to wait till after so they don't have to protect him. Right? Kuzi has a 15 team no trade clause. That's the only that's the only thing that's weird is like Seattle can pick Ovechkin and then they can talk to him, but like would he just like would he do that and just be and like, even hey, I'm not even going to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, right. Unless um, so like here's 20 million dollars a year. Yeah, I'm reading uh, here that yeah, the Kuzi's got a 15 team new trade new trades clause and he's he's under that 7.8 million dollar cap hit through 2025. That guy's like teams on his list are like LA, Florida, Anaheim, San Jose. Where do you want to go? Vegas, LA. <laughs> yeah, with Florida. Uh, what were you saying, AB? My bad. I think I cut you off with that koozie bullshit. Oh, I mean, I, I honestly don't even know. I'm just still so exhausted from the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took like a three-hour nap today. Um, but yeah, so next season, I mean, let's, let's, let's give it a couple, like five more minutes here and then we'll end the episode with the interview here. Like we said, short and sweet in the next week, we'll just do a big kind of, once we've taken a week to kind of settle down and once news comes out about injuries and off season and stuff yeah, like that, sure we'll, everyone's going to have surgery this week somehow on some, yeah, yeah literally like Ovechkin yeah, Backstrom's surgery. getting all four of his hips replaced and Ovechkin's re getting a new left leg. Um, <laughs> But what the fuck was I about to say? Oh, next season, let's talk. Let's talk youth, because a lot of the thing, a lot of the complaints for this yeah. team is old and slow, and this, that, and the other. And this yeah. is why we should have traded Ryan. Oh, shut the fuck up. But oh Connor God. McMichael is this is a guy that should see the lineup a lot next year. I think so. I think yeah, like a next full year. season. Like he yeah. led the he led the Bears in scoring, right? Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I, would, I would want to see it. Are we going to? Who the fuck knows? It doesn't feel like it. I feel yeah. I feel like he has to next year because like I, the odds of Koozie being back are so low, and then there's going to be a hole at center, and I, I think, think that, that McMichael will game. fill that hole. It just feels like every time we have like a young prospect, you're like, ah, hmm, let's wait till he's 27 to get him in the NHL. Like, oh, <laughs> like how old was? Yeah, I hope you can't be developed until you're 27. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like that's 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 you drafted by Washington. Have fun fucking in the minors until you're thirty. <laughs> Tom Wilson, nine like, Calder Cups. I mean, besides our main core guys, like Todd, like Tom Wilson, Ovi, and Backstrom are the only ones that like came up immediately, right? Like right out of the draft. Or did did Tom Wilson even do that? He maybe a year or two after, but he came up very young. That guy is just a complete anomaly. Like he was like yeah. such a random first round pick and made the team like right away and has never left the team. Yeah. I mean, Carlson took a year. He took, had a couple of years in the A. Yeah, he had a couple of years in the A. I think he won a Calder Cup too. Yeah, yeah he did. That, that group won a Calder Cup together. It was like Carlson. Holtby. Uh, I want to say Alsner too was in yeah, that Calder Cup yeah. group even. Holtby was there. Holtby was there. Uh, Beagle. Yeah, good. Beagle Mania. Yeah, Beagle Mania. Um, but yeah, next year, do we? I, I think I want to see McMichael, especially if we're. I want to see McMichael more because from what I've seen, I'm just honestly not impressed with him at all. Mm-hmm. But, like, I do want to see him because I think he's good. Um, do we lose anybody on the forced. defensive front, do we think? Go ahead, B. I would imagine Chara doesn't come back. I don't see why not, though. Yeah, I don't see why not either, but I, I don't know. Like, like, McMichael doesn't do anything flashy, but he just scores a lot of goals, apparently. In the yeah. Eight, so he just, he, which, he's yeah. Right place, right time, like, type of player. And he's going to – Is awesome to have, like – we, I, yeah. Like, you know how you uh, – Jesus Christ. You know how you play with those kids that are just, like, right place, right time guys? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I know Billman knows who I'm talking about, Andrew Turgeon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I got to score, like, fucking 120 goals a season and be like, you're not even that good, dude. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. I know, I know exactly what you mean. But, yeah. But – so, you don't think – Chark? I think we get lost. It's not that I don't think year. that he comes back. It's just, like, I don't know if, like – it was like is he's so replaceable but like i know it's chara so like i don't know yeah i don't know if we I'm trade in, anybody off this i'm indifferent or... towards he, if he comes back well like orlov's name's always coming up but i don't want him gone i don't want him gone he's he's been great i think um, he's so underrated yeah I, well i was a big trade orlov guy at the yeah very- at the start of the year i guess great. i guess nobody's gonna do anything until this expansion draft happens because you just have no idea who's gonna get taken from us you think yeah. It was like, like when we like when we lost Nate shit. It was like everybody's like, "Oh, didn't fucking see that coming." Now what? Yeah, we all thought Grubauer was going. Then- yeah. uh, no, I I definitely I thought it was either Grubauer or Nate Schmidt for me. I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" And I did. I, I wanted to protect him honestly. Like, I wanted to protect Nate. I, he was he would still be great on this blue line. Hindsight's twenty twenty at this point, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean. Who do who, so? Who do we protect? Well, it's like people like <laughs> you're saying hindsight's twenty twenty. People are like think about if we still had Grubauer, it's like then we wouldn't have Holtby. Yeah, who was yeah, good? Like, shut up. <laughs> who won a cup? <laughs> but I, I I weirdly think we see Lungfist in the Caps jersey next year. That'd be sweet. That'd be kind of because cool. uh, well, Ready? like what he, yeah. we had to use. So one. does that mean VTech goes down to the A? I think so. Him and Copley run it. Dude, that's that's really good. VTech I like VTech unless you, a lot. Unless you use VTech as trade bait for something. I like VTech a lot. Because I don't he think is, he gets picked up in the expansion draft. There's a lot of better goalies out there. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Who do the Capitals lose in the expansion draft? Like, I don't know anything about the rules of how it works. So I don't know, like, who's eligible it's and stuff. It's 7 but. 3 and 1 or 6 4 and 1 in terms of four. A lot of people still keep saying fucking meet the Oshie. first captain in crack in history, TJ Oshie. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, think we protect him. I think we protect the I shit do. out of him, man. He I had like 22 rips this year. Like, yeah. And he's just like always he's, consistent. He's still performing he's at a very high level. I was thinking about this. And he didn't have any head injuries this year, which is usually yeah. the issue. Like, you never know with one hit, he could be out for 20 games. With no he also concussion. didn't catch COVID, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. 
Um, yeah, twice <laughs> and missed team meetings, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this today. When do you think the Capitals start like doing what San Jose did with Jumbo and like playing Ovi on like a lower line? Because like he's like he's there, like he's scoring goals and stuff, but he's kind of like, unless it's the playoffs, he's not doing much else. Five five wise, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't do it quite yet. Um, no, I don't think I wouldn't either. Because like, who are you gonna move up ahead of him? You yeah. I say you resign him. You do that. You see how this season goes, and then you go from there. Because you're probably doing four years. I'd imagine it's a four year deal. I would imagine it's a four year deal. Four year deal, also. Yeah, I would say four year deal. It concerns me that Backstrom got his done so easily, and they didn't get this done so easily. I really think well, he hasn't wanted to do his. That's why. Yeah. Where he's like, I, he's like, I don't want to do this until after the season. Like, we'll figure it out then. We're like, back. Just like, I just want to get it done. Because I also read, like, I forget who who tweeted it, but it was like, it was it was a blue check mark, and. He said something like, it's very well could be like the ink could already be done and they're just waiting to sign it. Like, honestly, like it. So yeah, I, that's and, true. Like, well, I think a lot of it too could, could, could bet on what offseason moves happen in terms of like, all right, if we can dump this $8 million koozie contract and that's like three, we can give the OV off the top right there and then sign a good $5 million guy. Who are yeah. the big free agents that we have? Like, is it Ovechkin and Sammy? I don't even know. Uh, Capitals, free agents. I think those are the two, like, RFAs, and then there's, like, UFAs, like, Chara and other guys. But UFA, Raffle. Now that Uh, I'm thinking about it, if if he comes back. UFA, Longfist is technically a UFA. Uh, Craig Anderson, Paul Ledoux, Cameron Schilling, Scarbosa, Daniel Clark. You're fucking dumb. (laughs) We'd Uh, better hold on to Paul Ledoux. That's all I'll say. God forbid we lose I mean, I think – I think Seattle will end up taking one of our defensemen. I think we have like a solid like group of defensemen. And I think, I don't know, like they might grab TVR. Like, I don't think we'll protect him. Right. That Blake like suggested that we would, but I actually like him. But I do too, but I don't, I just don't, I don't Yeah. See. He's a tough guy to protect because he's Blake making like Blake said Ovi, long. Backstrom, Oshi, Mantha, Wilson, Ellersprong, Carlson, Orlov, TVR. And then Sammy. That's who you protect. That was Blake's like. I hope they I don't think they're leaving Schultz unprotected. Yeah. I don't think they're leaving Schultz unprotected for one second. Uh, I don't know. I think I they're leaving TVR. Carlson. I think they're leaving TVR over Schultz. I'm just assuming they're not going to pick him. Even if they, they do, I just think I Schultz. Think they I think protect, they like Schultz more. I say, I don't think they protect Jensen. Was Jensen on that list? No. I think, no, he didn't say Jensen. Carlson or Love TVR is what Blake said. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Jensen got protected. I think uh, Carlson and Orlov are locks to be protected. Yeah, they're locks, and then the, the third sh- slots a toss up. I think it's. I think it'll be Schultz. I yeah. think they like. I think they like him. I don't mind him. He didn't have a great series though. Yeah, yeah he had a bad series. I think he was hurt too, right? Yeah, he, was, I th- he gets hurt a lot. That's my one. He was problem hurt with twice. He was hurt. Band-aid. He was hurt twice this year for like a substantial amount of time. Yeah, right. and he had to wear the bubble. Yeah, he had to wear the bubble, but yeah, that's right. Um, Fuck it, man. I'm just whatever. Fucking caps. Yeah. I was I was expecting so a dumb. tweet from my boy Vinny, but I didn't get one from him. Right? <laughs> Maybe he was, I like, was like looking mad. at my phone. Yeah. It's like, where's Vinny at? But uh, that's all I got. Unless you guys got anything, we'll end the interview here uh, with the with uh, Gilad and Dan, the guys who directed Z, made for this. But maybe then anything before next week before we let it all out. Go I don't even have Peacock, so I can't watch that. Oh, it's free. In, you just got to watch it with commercials. I'm in Canada, though. I don't even know if that's an you option. You can't even download the app? I don't know. I'll have to look, but I don't know if that's a thing. 
download the app, check it out, watch it. Peacock, like we said. Um, maybe you got anything? Go abs. Go abs. Yeah, yeah. Is that our team now? Abs? I'm a wild guy. Mm, I, I love Caprizov. I, I love Caprizov. Uh, they're gonna too. lose, but I love Caprizov in yeah. the wild. Go abs. I want Burkowski and Gruby to go get another cup, motherfucker. Yeah, I would love Gruby to win one. We could have kept him, guys. Yeah. Oh, well, geez, all right. Man. Actually, let's bring this up. The uh this the people, everyone that hated fucking Chandler Stevenson really pisses me off. Me too. Me too. And that was uh, I was so mad when that was going on. Stud he is Vegas. so good. Like and he was on our fourth line and people were complaining about it. I remember vividly. It was Russian yeah. Machine. And they would tweet about his they would tweet about his shot production. It's like yeah, I know the guy doesn't shoot enough, but like coaches can be like, Hey Chandler, maybe shoot the puck more. And that's fixed. And other than that, he's like but now he's in the player. first line in Vegas scoring 20 fast a year. Shit. Yeah, he's so fucking fast. He's, and he's good. I mean, I don't, he's dude, got he good get, hands. Yeah, he would get like four or five breakaways a season and he would score almost on every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. and like always goes backhand five hole. Yeah, he's yeah. Carl Haglund with. Some he wouldn't be bad on a third finish. line with like Sheary and Eller right now. Yeah, Lars Eller. You know what I mean? That would be sick. Like, imagine that center depth of like Kuzi if he's good, Backstrom, Eller, and Cheaton Stevenson. Stevenson. I think a center, I think a, a center center depth is big this offseason. Yeah, we gotta Especially sign. if we think Kuzi's leaving, I think we need to sign at least two centers. I hate it because it was so good when Kuzi was like an 83 point player. Yeah, yeah. it's like you have really three. <laughs> really like, there was centers. literally no problems. Like him, Backstrom, and Eller top three is nuts. Yeah, and Beagle had yeah. that yeah. And Beagle couldn't yeah. lose a draw. Yeah, maybe awesome. we, I'll, I'll dm dave steckle on linkedin again he's just working at some insurance company in ohio but like, hey, can you come steckle. back and win face-offs yeah. <laughs> my one memory of that guy was when he folded michael dell's auto into the boards on 24 7 <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh fuck it all right let's kick it over to uh danny gilad now and uh we'll see you next week everybody All right, we now welcome on two awesome guests coming from Shadow Lion. Uh, it's media company here, Gilad and Dan. They're directing the Z here for this uh, series. is now streaming on Peacock. They put a couple on NBCSN, but gentlemen, it's what's going on? All good, man. Just uh, we got Z made for this. Made for this. Made for this. That's there. It is made for this. All good. Hot star here, boys. And then the one. And then the one. Yeah, hot star. Well, the, the article DJ sent me said Chara made for this and he's like that's wrong too i was like good grief we might as well keep it going wrong here but what's going on guys thanks for popping on thanks for having me yeah absolutely great to be here so we'll kind of start with this i mean how did it all i kind of got the backstory of how it got underway but how how did you guys get matched up with char here and how'd you get the idea to get this thing started and off and running yeah so we um we met z in the like late winter of 2019 you know we we do social media branded and original content we you know, partner in our company founding is uh, Tom Brady. And so we were making a, a playoff hype video for him uh, for that playoff run that they ultimately ended up beating the Rams at the Super Bowl. And we wanted to kind of do these different themes throughout each episode or through each, you know, week. And so we ended up doing, uh, you know, one where we kind of had the, the Mount Rushmore of Boston sports figures, you know, recite a voiceover we wrote. And it was David Ortiz, Paul Pierce, Tom, and Zidane Chara. And so we met Z okay. filming that and we did it at the Warrior Ice Arena. I think it was like after practice or before practice. And, um, you know, Z was, I think, like two minutes late to the to recording, which, you know, is not late in 
you know, athlete time or anyone's time really. And so we, uh, you know, but he was so apologetic and just genuine and excited to be a part of it. And, you know, as many takes as we needed and, you know, it was just so awesome working with him and he just seemed like such a good dude. And we ended up just kind of, you know, talking with him and we would, you know, the, the month or two after that, just, just kind of like, Hey, we should dive deeper here. Maybe there's something we can do. You know, we helped him out with a couple of social media posts going into the playoffs and then uh, ultimately decided, you know, we should be capturing this postseason run and uh, Z agreed. And so that's just kind of how we, um, you know, he, he was excited to, to capture that process. And that was just kind of how we, we got started. Yeah. And this is ultimately the run that goes when they go to the cup final versus St. Louis, he breaks the jaw, all that good stuff. So you, you guys get all of that. So what was, we'll start there. I mean, what was the, in terms of like filming with the injury and all that and how, how, how involved are you guys like, or in knowing how badly he was injured, obviously. And in the NHL, it's an upper body injury. You could have a broken face or just calling it upper body. So how, how in tune were you guys with that and whatnot? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you have it like you said it exactly right. It's um, you know, going into this, there was like a few like cuts he had stitches here and there. And, you know, I'd ask him about it, like, you know, is this something that affects you at all? Does it bother you? And yeah, it's just, you know, hockey players are hockey players, you know, it's not, it's like there and gone. So when this happened, um it was definitely a uh kind of, you know holy shit moment like this yeah. could be uh you know he's you know no way he's coming back to play like we see him get carted off the ice you know everyone in boston's wondering like why is he on the bench um but he i mean you could see it in the documentary in the first episode you know we got to film him in the hospital the next day uh when they flew back to boston and i was just blown away at how just like you know he couldn't talk his jaw was wired shut and you know, even through that, he was just like, yeah, you know, just hope I could play tomorrow. You know, like I, I want to be out there. And that was a moment where, yeah, all those other stitches, you know, and you all always hear stories of guys with, you know, uh, you know, broken like feet, toes, fingers, like ribs, what, whatever, um, you know, all of that just got, you know, fully put into perspective of a how badly he wanted it and how badly these guys want it and what they're willing to do to what they're willing to go through. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, I mean, you know, he couldn't even eat solid food at that point. Like it, it was, it was truly a, uh, like just kind of had to pinch myself moment to think like, wow, this is like superhuman. This is me. <laughs> I would have been out for years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no chance. Oh, that was like the, that was like the most electric part of that playoff run too. I feel like, as he came back the next game and he was in the starting lineup. And then when they, I think when they announced his name, like the, the crowd just erupted. They were like, Holy shit. How's this guy playing yeah. right now? We, yeah. um, we yeah. did an interview too with, with Don Del Negro, who's I think the Bruins head athletic trainer for yeah. like 30 years or something. And, and he spoke about that day. And when, when Z went back into the locker room, you know, he was like, just like, I'm going to go back out there and play. And I think he used the word like intervention or something, or he was just like, they needed to tell him like, no, you, you can't go out there and play. And they just gave him a, you know, they were, they were tooth fragments that were stuck in his, his mouth or his throat. And he, he, they normally try and like pull those out. And he was like, give me a bottle of water. And he just drank them. And, uh, you know, I think Don has always talked, I think also said something like, he always refused stitches or if he did do stitches, he would just do it on spot. No, um, you know, and, 
pain relief or anything like that. You know, I think he's just that, that ultimate warrior and, you know, totally just portrays what hockey is. Love it. So, yeah. Dan, you kind of mentioned having like an oh shit moment when he was injured. So, I mean, that happens. How many, I'm curious how many times throughout the filming of the entire uh, time you had that moment of like, well, we don't know what's going on next. Cause like you said, there's the injury. I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't play, then it's like, you're not going to film him sitting in the press box, you know, watching the playoffs. And then this off season, we'll get into it a little bit too, is when he comes to the caps, like it was either the caps or retirement and it was pretty close to retirement. So it's like, you guys are probably thinking there, like, was there any point of just like, if he retires then we're kind of toasted here. Definitely. But I think that was also kind of the journey the entire way. You know, we started at the beginning of the season, the Bruins, um, you know, they had a great year, but you know, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. So yeah. even starting, you know, they go to game seven against Toronto and like that was electric. So we're like, okay, this is exciting. You know, we got something at least, but none yeah. of us expected it to go to game seven of the Stanley cup finals. Um, yeah. The jaw, you know, COVID all this was, you can't predict it, you know? So I think that's sort of the kind of magic of documentary filmmaking, yeah. just having a camera there and not knowing what's going to happen, but with a subject like Z, you know, I think people could see in it just how uh, really how nothing's going to stop him. You know, I think that's also a tribute to just these athletes of how they're able to bounce back from some of these, you know, adversities. And I think Z is just a perfect portrayal of that, you know? Yeah. He's like the ultimate, like, like we've used the word warrior like multiple times in this interview already. And I think like literally every player in the NHL is like, I want, like they somehow try to model their health and their fitness based off the way Z has done it. Like all these years, it's kind of crazy just to think about like all the NHL is like kind of looking up to him. Yeah. I mean, 44 years old, still playing, like, you know, obviously you have to, uh, that was also great. Um, just learning about what he came, where he came from and what he went through just to even get to the NHL. Uh, I think it's, it's just incredible to see him still going at it. And yeah, it's, it's just a true Testament to that. Just drive, you know? Yeah. So did you guys like travel overseas for this documentary at all? Did you like go to his hometown or anything like that? Or. Yeah, we, um, we went to Slovakia, a trench in Slovakia, which was uh, his hometown right after that kind of, or that summer after that uh, Stanley cup finals run and building on what Dan said, I think one of the, I mean, there's so many cool moments there. First of all, just seeing like what he means to the career, to the community and how many 33 shirts and jerseys and hats and Bruin signs there are, you know, thousands of miles away from Boston is a testament to, you know, what he means to that community. Uh, but there was, you know, we went back to this gym that Z works out at like every single summer. And it's the same gym that his dad used to wrestle in. And I mean, you walk into this place and, and you can see it in, in the docuseries, but it just kind of looks like, you know, an old high school gymnasium and stuff. And Z's just using, you know, probably the same barbells that his dad was using 50 years ago. Yeah. And it's just, you know, gritty and grungy and it just it feels, Z feels like he's at home, right? It's just like so natural yeah. for him. And he's, you know, we walk in and there's a high school or, you know, wrestling um, practice going on. And we just kind of wait there on the side until they finish up, you know, they, they say hi to Z and then, he can kind of go in and do his thing. And it was just like, you know, this guy's a future hall of famer, iconic, you know, athlete. And he's just kind of patiently waiting to use this high school gym that he's been doing for the last 20 plus years, but it worked, you know, can't, can't argue yeah. about that, but it was, it, that was super cool. Yeah. 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 
just uh it was like this old uh speaker system probably from like the 19 like 1995 probably hasn't changed since and he just like plugs in uh like i don't know throws on a cd i'm pretty sure yeah. and just like had a workout cd of like metallica and other <laughs> like it, it was just uh it was such a trip seeing him he goes there he goes there late night the wrestle bears in the off season yeah exactly <laughs> so you, you mentioned that was a pretty good time i mean what other kind of interesting stories came out of it maybe with z or following him or anything like that that uh you, that kind of really stuck out to you guys throughout the entire filming of it yeah definitely that slovakia trip was uh very memorable i mean I don't think there's many other reasons people would travel to Trenchin, Slovakia. Yeah. Um, but the opportunity to meet his parents, uh, his dad, I think Gilad could attest to it too, is the firmest handshake I've ever received in my life. You know, um, took your arm off pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he was just as much as we were there to, you know, film him and be fly on the wall and not interrupt his summer and his regimen, you know, he was so keen on, you know, showing us around, you know, he's a, a plant-based, um, he's, he has a plant-based diet, but, you know, he was taking us to like, oh, you got to try this burger, you know, my friend makes it, it's so good. And he was going out of his way to make sure we were still able to, you know, have a good time and he's getting prepared for the season, you know? Um, yeah, that was a, that was a really uh, memorable trip. But we were there for three or no four days, I think, in total. But yeah, it was uh, it was really great. You kind of talk about that off season too. I mean, it was kind of an interesting off season, like we talked about. How I mean, I kind of asked it earlier too. How in tune were you guys with his decision making process? Was there like an actual contemplation of retirement? Um, like, were you guys aware? Like, if teams were contacting him, like, were you aware? Like, oh, the caps just hit him up. There, maybe he'll go there. I don't know how much you guys knew or didn't know, but how, how was that process like? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much, you know, the duration, like the fourth episode really covers, I think, that whole thought process and transition to, you know, okay, you know, season's over, you know, contracts up. Um, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we would ask him and I think uh, generally he, you know, really wasn't sure himself what was going to happen up until, you know, months and months after the season had ended. Um, so I think he was also partially a little bit, you know, didn't want to start getting in, you know, I think he was keeping it very close chest um, up until the Bruins uh, let him know that he wasn't going to, you know, they weren't going to offer right. him the contract that he wanted. Um, so he had mentioned, you know, there are some teams, there are some teams, but uh, it wasn't until, you know, the day that he was going to sign with the Capitals that we found out. And, you know, I knew, or we knew, I think that he wanted to go to a competitive team and, you know, Caps, obviously they have a better lineup, like, uh, you know, it didn't work out the way I think we had hoped, but we haven't been uh, competitive in years, but <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Either way, I think, though, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think we had all expected him to come back to Boston. I, I don't yeah. really think at any point we had thought that he was going to leave. We, you know, uh, even friends would ask, you know, what do you think he's going to do this offseason? And in my, yeah, I, I don't think any of us saw it coming. So yeah. it was definitely a surprise. And just on, on the retirement side of things, you know, I think that the fourth episode, there's this awesome scene where Dan was with Z 
for Christmas this past year in, in Sarasota in Florida was he was with his whole family. And this was kind of right around that time period where he ended up announcing he was going to, to Washington. And he, you know, talked about how he'd wake up one morning and decided he was going to retire. And then by that afternoon he was, you know, I still have, you know, I know I still want to go play and just kind of talking to his, his family and his daughter about, you know, what she wants him to do and kind of like really like these external factors that are, that all play, you know, a huge role, especially when you're, you know, 43, 44, and uh, you have a lot to consider. And I think ultimately Z just felt like there was still gas in the tank. And, um, you know, as long as he could play for that competitive team, why would he hang him up now? Yeah. And I, I think, um, well, based off what I like read, um, but did anything have to do with it, it being with Ovechkin? Cause I heard earlier and we heard earlier in his career um, when he was trying to decide on his first contract, when he first signed with Boston, or however that went down, like he apparently him and Ovechkin had had talks and Washington was his second team to go to in that first contract. But did, does he mention any of that, any of that, like in the, in the docuseries at all, or to you guys at all? No, not specifically. Um, I think obviously both of them have been in the league for so long, you know, uh, they obviously know each other. So I think he knew what he was getting into. And, you know, he had mentioned like coming even as, you know, the 14 year captain of the Bruins that, you know, I'm just another player on this team. You know, I'm not trying to interrupt. I think he wanted to just, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was specifically a relationship or it could have been, I guess, now that you mention it, but I, I think he was more just looking for a team that, you know, he really thought had a chance to get a cup. And, um, so I think that's, why he ended up with Washington. Yeah, when he when he first came here, AB, we, I, we, we talked for like, does he play more than 20 games this year for this team? Or is he going to average more than like 10 minutes of ice time? And he's he was averaging 18, 18, 20 minutes a night there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I remember asking that. The over-under was like 10 games that we said or something like that. And, yeah. and I, like, I don't know. We just, based off the way Boston was talking about using him, that's kind of, I kind of thought Washington might be doing the same. I don't, I didn't know if Washington was going to do the same thing. So we just didn't know what to expect. And then like first five games, he's playing 20 minutes a night. We're like, Oh yeah, he's probably going to be in every single game this year. I think, I think that's one of the coolest parts of what we get to do as far as like getting to know these guys is when you get to see them like work day in and day out and you get to see them like push, like, you know, push it every single day to as far as they possibly can. There's really no reason why to, you know, you would think they can't do it that they can't play the whole season, that they can't be out there for their regular time. You know, I, I think that's something we've consistently felt with Z throughout this whole process and why we never really thought he was going to retire because the guy just loves the game so much and he's willing to, like, put his entire body, everything into the sport. And, um, you know, I know that's one of my favorite parts of, of kind of being able to do these, you know, follow documentaries is, you know, it's just inspiring as hell, like – you know, if, if he's going to do that at 43, 44 yeah. and defy these kinds of expectations and, you know, people who are telling him what he can or cannot do, you know, why can't you do that in your own life? And I think that was something that we always, you know, wanted to to have shine through the dock. Love it. Love it. Uh, you guys got a favorite episode in there? There's Is there one that sticks out to you? I know you obviously got to love them all. You made them all, but uh, there's got to yeah. be one that's got to be your favorite. I think the second one's pretty special. Well, yeah, it's tough to say. They all have, you know, their own uh, merits. The second one's definitely a little special, I think, because you really get to see him with his family. You know, I, I think the first episode, 
it's like you can't write that with the jaw fracture and you know the yeah. uh stanley cup finals you know um but i think really the second episode is where you get to see z as a person and you know fans typically don't get to see players like that you know they just know him as the athlete or the guy they see especially these european players where they yeah. don't open up much because a lot of them speak the broken english obviously he's been here for feels like 30 years in the states here but you don't see a lot of this with these european nhl guys where they're willing to open up like that yeah it, it just shows you how like real he is as you know a dad and you know uh, a husband and you know his wife was you know one of the sweetest people we met in her interview i think we kept using throughout the entire series because it was like she just knows him better than anyone. So it really helped us allow, really helped us tell the story of who Z is. Um, did you guys have any like? Uh, I'm assuming you did, but did you have conversations with like other players on, on like his on his Bruins teams or anything like that? And like, if so, like who was who, who kind of reached out to you guys or was like uh, kind of just was like friendly with you guys around? Yeah. Um, I mean, the Bruins organization in general were, were super supportive, as were the Caps, as was the NHL. I mean, yeah. big shout out to all three of them because, you know, I think navigating this the world, sometimes there's so many players trying to do so many things that I think everyone had, you know, such respect for Z that they were all willing to, to support the project. So definitely shout out to those, you know, those groups. But I think, you know, we we reached out to them, just letting them know, you know, we wanted to to do some of these interviews and they gave us an incredible lineup. I mean, we we had... You know, we have Bergeron in there, McAvoy, Pasta, Tuca, Marshawn, um, Krejci. Am I missing anyone, Dan? I think that was yeah. I mean, so, oh, Tory Krug. Yeah, all the tenured guys Krug. there, yeah. So, you know, all yeah. these people who really knew Z1, you know, were impact players on the team um, and could really speak to not only what he's able to do as, like, a player, but what he was as a leader, captain, teammate. Um, so, you know, they, they all had nothing but great things to say. And I think when we did the interview with them it was right after Z, uh, played his 1500th game. So I think a lot of them just mm -hmm. talked about like the sheer volume of getting to 1500 games, uh, is, is just ridiculous. And that coming from, you know, these hockey guys, some of them who have a thousand in their own right. Um, you know, talking about that was put some stuff into perspective for us to hear them kind of, you know, in awe of, of that number. Yeah. And, and the uh, fourth episode as well, we kind of expanded outside of the Bruins. We got in, we interviewed uh, Jerome McGinley, uh, Nick Lidstrom, who was like, a, you know, I think that was Z's yeah. idol uh, as he was just getting into the league. Uh, Mark Recchi. And so those guys also, you know, plus 1500 game players, yeah. like legends in their own right. Um, really, really cool to get to talk to them and like hear what they think about just share their thoughts on Z and with the caps mm -hmm. too. Um, they had actually recommended we interview Nick Jensen, uh, his line mate and, you know, just the progress he's made in his game playing with Z, you know, so it just shows the impact that he has not only, you know, as a player, but just like on the team as well able to like take younger guys under his wing. I mean, you look at McAvoy on the Bruins, like yeah. he's the perfect mentor for any young guy. Was there like a, was there a big difference between like the two locker rooms? Like, did you notice anything specific between like the Bruins locker room and Caps locker room or? 
like like attitude wise or like how just the atmosphere of it i mean yeah i think z talks about this in in the fourth episode about when he went uh when he you know go going into the kind of first games with washington he was nervous about the like pregame celebrations that or you know whatever you want to call them that the team yeah. everyone's doing and he was just kind of like you know do, am i going to fit in here is this what am i going to do is this going to work um you know and i think you ended up seeing the you know where's zc where you know that that would happen before every game and um i think obviously ended up working out and, and i think he ended he talks about it and just embracing it and how it made it more fun for him and um but you know that that story definitely comes to mind yeah love it and then kind of last one I got here is I don't know if you, how much you guys were able to follow up Bruins players throughout this season, but kind of the, like you mentioned the, the Bergerons and the Marchands who played 14, 16 seasons with him and what it's now like to play against him eight times a year. And just how that, the mentality of doing that, playing, going up against them, this, that, and the other, because a couple of the games, it got a little chippy between him and Marchand stuff like that. But obviously there's all respect on the ice, but curious as to how that goes. Yeah. We haven't really followed up with them since, um, you know, maybe it would have been different had the series gone the other way. But uh, uh, I think, you know, the way Z puts it is like, you know, once the game starts, like it's on, you know, it's uh, uh, you're not going to hold back because you're doing your team a disservice. Like you got to give it a hundred percent every time you're out there. Um, so, you know, I think some interviews and you can see in like the handshake lineup at the end of the game, you know, there's obviously a lot of respect but you know, between whistles, I think it's like, yeah, uh, go. all, all fired or what the, uh, firing on all, all cylinders. There it is. We'll love it. Dan and Gilad, appreciate you guys. The directors of Z made for this and now streaming on Peacock, correct? Yeah, there it is out on Peacock. Anything else you guys want to say about it before we let you go? I think, like we said, thanks for the time and uh, looking forward to firing yeah. it up here. Likewise. Appreciate you guys having us on excited for people to, to check this out. Z's the man. Z is yeah. The man. We'll see uh, what happens next year. You know, I guess that's the next. Uh, yeah, I get. Unknown. Yeah, I guess to see if he's coming back or what the deal is here. But I'd like to have no, him back, we, AB. Give me one more would, year with him. Give me one more year with yeah, BC. Uh, definitely, he was clutch to have a very a lot of moments this season. I like getting money, I got time to get it Target on me, so my car's attending Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it Bobbing in a dash and the stick is with it And I hit the 4-5 on the wet side But I'm from the east side, this how we slide This how we ride, yeah, yeah, this how we ride Don't pro, no lead Make it easy like one, two, three Go, go, on three, two, one I fly till you can't see me So we go all in, all in. and wait, call it. Numbers up and never falling. Feel like I hit the lottery and proud of me. Yeah. No big proud of me, so I throw proud of away. She know I stuck to the plan and I stayed out the way. Now we're spending no money, never touching the bank. Just from me the game and I'ma get it done. Don't do it for fame, do it for the ones. Ace with cigar, my damage my lungs. If you want to drive, she get what I like getting money, I got time to get it Target on me, so my car's attending Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it Bobbing in a dash and the stick is with it And I hit the 4-5 on the wet side But I'm from the east side, this how we slide This how we ride, yeah, yeah, this how we ride Don't pro, no lead Make it easy like one, two, three Go, go, on three, two, one 
flat till you can't see me Swish, yeah Falling From the first whistle, we go all in All in And when Numbers up and never falling. My baby called me and said she need to stay. Beef away, 25 day, all the type of kids. Stop playing with me, you know that you here to stay. Stop playing with me, I'll be back home in eight. No, I'm on the go, but I'm not over you. Made you fall from home, but I'm so close to you. Gotta get that bag like I'm supposed to do. Had to rush that re up, cause I'm overdue. I like getting money, I got time to get it. Target on me, so my car's a tenant. Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bobbing in the dash, and the stick is with it. And I hit the 4 or 5 on the wet side. But I'm from the east side, this how we slide. This how we ride, yeah, yeah, this how we ride.